1: Dave Arman, president of PR Newswire, goes on the record online.
2: I've become an expert on uh, Twitter over the course of the last three days uh, in answering questions about the study uh, and just debunking uh, claims that people have made about it being um, uh, a stacked deck. And I can say that, that it wasn't.
1: Today we're going to uh, talk to Dave Arman, he's the president of PR Newswire. Uh, they commissioned a study about. Uh, uh, "How frequent uh, press releases get picked up by the news media, we're going to talk about that, but it was also a great opportunity for me to ask a lot of questions I've had as a, a senior practitioner and someone who came from the agency world about press releases. Uh, how do they get picked up? Um, how do they wind up on an aggregator like Yahoo Finance? Um, uh, how are the decisions made? Are they made by people? Or are they made by editors? And, uh, you know, what's going on with these links being stripped out? Before we get into uh, today's interview, I want to announce a conference called the Online Video for Organizational Communications Conference being held in Los Angeles, November 11, 2008. It is presented by iPressroom, the USC Annenberg School of Communications, and the Public Relations Society of America. It is being held at RedCat, which is uh, downtown Los Angeles, Uh, in the same plaza where uh, Disney Concert Hall is located. That's the famous uh, building designed by architect Frank Gehry, which is so photographed and so popular uh, as a place to visit uh, for tourists. Uh, We have created this conference to give communications people, PR people, uh, Corpcom people, and executive managers an understanding of how they can start leveraging online video uh, to build buzz, visibility, uh, and generate awareness for their brands, companies, products, and services. Um, so we hope you can join us down there. It's a one-day conference, again, November eleventh, two 2008, in Los Angeles. Uh, the keynote is being delivered by Brent Friedman. He's the creator and executive producer of Gemini Division. Uh, that's a webisode that's um, starring Rosaria Dawson. And uh, it's also produced by Jeff Sagansky, who's the former president of CBS Network Television. We have a, a Meet the Media panel. Uh, it will be... Uh, Journalists who are using online video as a means of, of, of their medium. And we've got um, Rob Barrett. He's the GM of LA Times Interactive. We've got Hayden Black, the host of Goodnight Burbank. And we've got Brian Solis, the executive producer of Bubblicious. Um, the afternoon keynote is Jason Calacanis, the CEO of Mahalo and the co-founder of Weblogs, Inc., which uh, most of us know was bought by AOL. Uh, more than a year ago for, I think, around $20 million was the price tag. He's going to talk about how you can stir up the pot and rock the boat with online video. Uh, and after that, for that, we've got the nuts and bolts of online video, how to actually make online video. We've got Ron Kluf. He's a new media evangelist. Um, we've got Luke Lemieux, uh, the founder of Seismic, the online video blogging platform. We've got uh, Rashi Malik. he's a product marketing manager at Kit.com. Those are the guys that have the uh, application that lets you stream, broadcast live to the internet from a handphone. Uh, And then the last uh, panel of the day is the essence of viral video. That's going to be moderated by Karen North. She's the director of the Annenberg Wine Garden Program for Online Social Communities at USC. Uh, We've got a senior director, Cody Sims, from Yahoo!, um, one of the uh, executives at the Annenberg Foundation, and also John, John Hamm, who's the CEO of Ustream.tv. So it's going to be an absolute killer conference. If you are interested in online video and integrating online video into organizational communications, you don't want to miss this conference. So we hope to see you there. Uh, more information at www.ipressroom.com forward slash online video. Uh, and now we are going to play for you the interview uh, with uh, Dave Arman, president of PR Newswire, after this.
0: Don't be left behind. Get the latest online PR tools and services from iPressroom. Powerful, easy to use, available on demand. Extend your sphere of influence online with iPressroom, tools for online media centers, virtual private press rooms, RSS newsfeeds, podcasts, and more at www.ipressroom.com. My press room always on, even when you're off.
1: Dave Arman, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, it's great to be here, Eric. Thanks for the invitation.
1: Now, now, Dave, you know there, there's very few people that listen to this show that aren't in public relations, and and uh, and if you're in public relations, you know PR Newswire. Um, I mean, you guys have been around forever. You guys predate the internet, don't you? <laughs>
2: We do, yeah. The business is fifty-three years old.
1: But tell me about that. I mean, when there was no internet, how did PR News Wire distribute news?
2: Well, it started out with um, the, the famous wire. I mean, it was copper that delivered the uh, the information, and uh, it was our first. Um, it was started by a guy named Herb Michel, and there was perforated paper tape, and uh, publicists in New York City would uh, give their uh, Their big stories, their earnings release, or other stories to uh, PR Newswire, and uh, they would type it out and it would go out on a uh, teletype machine and um, come into the newsrooms at uh, uh, Dow Jones and the Associated Press, and back then, uh, United Press and um, the New York Times. And, uh, you know, there was just a handful of, of sites in New York that started it out, and then it obviously spread to newsrooms elsewhere and, um, you know, computerized later, but still before the Internet, it was computerized uh, delivery of news via phone line.
1: You know, when you say the wire, you know, that, that could mean there's a lot of ambiguity in that term. What I mean, there's a TV show called The Wire, and there are news wires that aren't paid, like, uh, you know, Bloomberg and Reuters and AP, and then, of course, there are the paid news wires, like PR Newswire. What's the difference between them all?
2: Well uh, nowadays, uh, you can easily get a message from point A to point b uh, and and I think the difference between them is really the uh, uh, the size of the audience looking at the content, the quality of the service you get in uh, putting information um, uh, into the system and uh, getting good advice on on uh, when and how to deliver uh, information but you're, you're kind of right eric there's if if anybody sitting at their desk has micro, Microsoft Outlook uh, uh, on their desk, they could probably hang a shingle out tomorrow and say, you know, I have my own wire service, and uh, I'm sending out emails. Uh, but, uh, you know, we didn't start out doing that. We, uh, we started out sending information in, um, into newsrooms uh, at TV and radio stations and newspapers through the same system where they got the uh, the news of the day from the AP and from Reuters and other sources. So... We, we have this um, veneer of editorial content and the respect of the, of the editors receiving it, knowing that we've checked it out first, that the source on the bottom of the story is actually the, the organization that put out the story. So that, that's helped us, obviously, um, uh, build the business. And then when the Internet did come around, um, it was a boon because suddenly PR Newswire Copy was available for um, investors to look at and for... Um, and for B 2 B and for B 2 C companies to to reach their customers through.
1: So so you, it starts out as as publicists in New York moving you know over over copper wire to dedicated teletype terminals inside of newsrooms, and today it includes the web and so many other channels. You uh, know you know you're the president of of PR Newswire walk us through the different channels of distribution. If I put my release out over PR Newswire, in addition to, you know, this wire, what is, has what is the wire become today in terms of, you know, how things get distributed to dedicated terminals and newsrooms? And and, and what other channels exist besides, uh, you know, the, the web? I mean, you guys are moving email or faxes. I mean, can can you sort of walk us through all the different channels?
2: Oh, sure. So uh, the... the uh satellite delivery of news into a newsroom still exists and is still important. So we're, we're commingling content through the AP and reaching the editorial system at the uh, Seattle Post-Intelligencer and the New York Times and the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle. And so if you're a newsroom employee either dialed in on your VPN from home or sitting in the newsroom, you're able to look at the wire queue and see the breaking news coming in. But as we know, it's a virtual world, and plenty of journalists are working from their BlackBerrys, and they're working on the show showroom floor at a trade show. Uh, So they're getting news the way they want it, and that could be by email. And one way that we communicate with both bloggers and journalists is through a site um, that's media.prnewswire.com. And this website allows a journalist to go in or a blogger and to say, I want to get only news about the banking industry in the state of North Carolina or I want to see only these keywords, or only this uh, subject matter. And we can really tailor the feed, and we send about 1.5 million emails in this opt-in system um, every month. Then there's the RSS feeds, and there's 800 or so RSS feeds that are available, um, both on our journalistic site, uh, the the media.prnewswire.com site, as well as available to the public. And so you can you can set up to receive only technology news or only news about um, uh, pharmaceuticals, whatever whatever your topic area is, and read it on your your Google Reader or whatever it is, uh-huh. uh, you know whatever your input device is. Uh, and then you know we also have quite a bit of delivery of of content right to clients' websites, um, just like your iPressroom product uh, allows. Uh, uh, a corporation to have a very robust media room uh, set up. We, we do that for a lot of clients who um, have a website that they want to make sure they put, a, put out a story on Peer Newswire and it instantly populates their website. So, you know, that's becoming increasingly important as people begin to be conditioned to go to the, the company news site or whether it's a not-for-profit not, not organization, maybe the aarp.org website to get the content so we can feed it back there.
1: Now, one of the things that's, um, that, you, that, that you say in, in, uh, that, that you guys are known for, you guys are sort of known for treating the media as your clients. The people who consume the news off the wire are, 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 are PR news as clients as well. And so I wonder if there's any indication or any information you could give us, people in the PR community, about what channels of information are most popular for those clients, consumers of news. I mean, do you see the overwhelming majority of people consuming PR Newswire content doing that off the website at this point? And can you sort of give us any percentage breakdowns?
2: Yeah, I, I would say that uh, when it comes to access of our content, it, it's, it's not PRNewsWire.com where it's accessed uh, primarily. It's, it's through search. Um, certainly when you use uh, PR Newswire... Google and Yahoo and the other search engines are looking, uh, they give a high rating to um, any uh, source of news that's credible and that also is fresh. And we're moving, you know, a story a minute all day long, so um, they're getting really fresh content. And so it moves you up in search. A lot of people find the press release through Google. They'll also find it on, uh, you know, Yahoo Finance is a, is a site where lots of copy goes. And then we've had a lot of luck with putting our content on um, uh, relevant trade sites, uh, or you know, sites that are pretty tightly um, targeted. Hollywood Reporter carries our content, or you'll find copy about the state of Texas on the Dallas Morning News website.
1: So, so it's interesting because often, uh, you know, you'll you'll put a release over a PR Newswire, and you'll see the release get aggregated by a number of outlets, like say Yahoo Finance, or as you said, HollywoodReporter.com, or you know, fortune.com, you know, the release actually gets taken in full, unedited, and then reposted to what looks like a section of the site that in some, some cases might actually be hosted by PR Newswire but is integrated with the site. How does that work? I mean, so, sometimes you put out a press release and you see, you know, you get a bunch of, bunch of uh, aggregators to pick it up, and sometimes you put out a press release and not as many aggregators pick it up. How is, how is the decision made by an aggregator whether or not to repost the release in its entirety?
2: Well, a lot of that uh, has to do with um, the website that has taken PR Newswire a copy and how they're filtering it. If, if it's uh, the Schwab online site from Charles Schwab or a similar kind of like an e-brokerage site, they're going to filter it by stock ticker symbol, Right. Uh, or if you're on the the business page of, of, a, of a newspaper uh, or on MSN money, you know that's, that's going to be ticker driven. But there's other sites, like I mentioned Hollywood Reporter, that they're going to take the entertainment feed. and so uh, it's, it's really done by the uh, by the site that we're syndicating to, and they, they say whether they want it all or whether they want a portion of it. And there's about five thousand sites now uh, that are carrying a portion or all of our content.
1: So so when I file PR Newswire, I can choose the different industries I want to go to, or I can just choose all trades. How do you make sure that how do you make it easy for the aggregator to effectively identify things in the category? Because you know, all too often you may find that a you know public relations person who's being measured against coverage is going to select all trades when in fact that may not be relevant.
2: Yeah, the, the trade publications uh, uh, we we do include a certain number of them um, uh, at no charge as we distribute to them uh, w- when your release goes out. We'll we'll let you you know say that you want it to go to the technology trades or the uh, uh, automotive trades. Uh, but when it comes to the online distribution and guaranteed placement on websites, it really becomes the decision of this of the site that's that's taking in our feed. Uh, whether they want to post something uh, or not, it's it's not like we can guarantee placement on, um, you know, Kelly Blue Book, Kelly's Blue Book website, or Car and Driver, if uh, if those sites don't want a story about, um, you know, about the medical industry. I wouldn't blame them for not wanting that, but they might want stuff about electronics if it has to do with Sirius XM, though.
1: Because Dave, does. Are any of those decisions made by by human editors, or would you say the majority are made by filters?
2: Uh, the majority of them, there's a very pretty, there's a very extensive style sheet that we make available to website uh, owners when they take PR Newswire content, and uh, they have a lot of uh, choices of RSS feeds and ways that they can filter. Uh, there is uh, clearly uh, um, some. We, we have a newsroom. We have uh, more than 200 editors who do a great job in counseling clients on on distribution, and, and frankly, they catch about 5,000 mistakes a month before stories hit the wire, which has helped us with our uh, reputation with journalists and, and with investors and, and corporations. So they'll slap an industry code on a story, and they may put multiple codes on it, depending on the subject matter. We actually read the releases.
1: Dave, there are some aggregators of news, like Yahoo Finance, I'm thinking. Yahoo Finance reposts everything that clears over PR Newswire, right?
2: Yes, they do. There's a, there's a URL you can type in, biz.yahoo dot com slash PR news and you can see a chronological chronological listing of all of our stories
1: now, is any money changing hands in that, in that relationship
2: no no uh, yahoo doesn't pay PR newswire for that content it just goes uh, goes out there as a way of in, us increasing uh, our audience for, uh, for PR newswire copy and, and PR and newswire
1: the, isn't paying yahoo to take that content
2: No. No, we want we want the largest possible audience and uh, and we'll do whatever we can to increase the um, the footprint for our clients and get them more play.
1: Now, here's something that, that I'm really curious to know because I see this this is a moving target for me as somebody who files the wires. Originally, uh, when you when when we used to file the wires, we would see if we embedded a, a hyperlink uh, in the news wire, uh, that embedded hyper- hyperlink, and I mean like if, if we selected some anchor text and put a link behind it, those links would wind up on Yahoo Finance. Now I find, in most cases, Yahoo Finance appears to be stripping out the links. Is that true?
2: Well, it depends on how uh, how one reaches Yahoo Finance. We're we're delivering them uh, an X, uh, XML feed, and uh, we are delivering copy to them in XHTML, Uh, So if if copy uh, contains a hyperlink, um, you know, in an anchor text format, it will render on Yahoo Finance, and uh, it will show up actually on, uh, there's 900 sites that will uh, be able to display that. So uh, it's an increasingly popular um, uh, way for customers to uh, obviously have the press release act as a traffic generator for additional sites.
1: Well, what I find is, you know, I'll I'll do that, and, and I'll follow the wire, and I'll see that on some sites, the, the links are intact, and on some sites, they've been removed. And, and so I, I wonder, you know, these are sites that are taking the press through feed, and they're, they're selling advertising against it. And I wonder, have they removed the, the, um, the, uh, the anchor text links because they want to encourage uh, the clicks to their advertisers?
2: Ah, you're, you're talking about the, the new breed of in-text advertising. I'd, I'd like a share of that revenue, if you can figure out how to get that for us, Eric.
1: No, no, I'm not. I, 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 see, I see a number of aggregators who repost press releases, and they do it with display advertising. Yeah, I've noticed that. And towers. And and in those cases, you see the hyper links in the press release typically get removed. And you'll wonder, hey, are they doing that because they don't want people clicking on those anchor text links? They want them clicking on their advertisers. Cause and, and
2: they and they want them to stay on their site.
1: And that's how they're going to get paid if they're selling pay click advertising.
2: Yeah, we. We haven't, um, frankly, we haven't had complaints from, from uh, issuers of press releases, and we haven't had a lot of discussion with the downstream um, uh, sites that carry our content uh, about that, um, that taking place. But we are actively trying to convert as many of the um, 5,000 sites that we deliver to to um, accept our content in XHTML, the way that, uh, that it's being sent out.
1: Okay, Dave, I've got to serve you up a hardball question here. I saw some news recently uh, that the SEC had solicited comments uh, on whether or not they were going to update regulation fair disclosure to include uh, publishing news to a company's website as a means of satisfying that regulation. And I'm sure you saw that too.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've been following the issue closely for a long time.
1: So uh, you're inside of this. Talk to me about it. I mean, does it make sense? Uh, does it not make sense? Uh, and if so, why or why not?
2: Oh, it absolutely makes sense. Companies should uh, use their website in as powerful a way as they can uh, and serve up news on their website, uh, but not in exchange for other methods. Uh, I think what the SEC's guidance most recently um, said in kind of an ambiguous way, was that we like companies to use their website, and if their website can become become a a recognized uh, disclosure channel that's publicly um, available and able to handle the load, you know, we're not going to come down on you for it. And then they put it out for comment, as you described, and there's been a couple of comment letters um, that have been on the SEC's website, one of them we published, which... uh, uh, said that you know, we, we use every kind of um, uh, technology that we can, uh, including the web, um, in a big way to increase the availability of news for investors. And going back on sort of what the best practice is by most of the public companies that are out there, uh, 95% plus, use a newswire, whether it's Business Wire or Prime Newswire, which changed its name recently to Globe uh, Newswire. It's owned by NASDAQ or Market Wire or PR Newswire. Most public companies use a service like ours because uh, it it pushes the news uh, simultaneously to uh, investors, whether they be small investors or the largest institutions, and everyone gets a a fair shot at getting it instantly. And what they've talked about uh, in terms of letting a company post news on their website and call it a day is great if you... um, you know, if you have news that you want to uh, hide uh, or news that you don't really care that it gets pushed out, and maybe when you have great news, then you can use a newswire and push it out to the world and just in your routine news, put it up on your website and maybe someone will see it. So it, it, it creates, um, frankly, a, an opportunity for uneven disclosure. And it also makes the news more of a, of a pull situation where um, it would be incumbent on the, uh, the investor to be looking all the time for the news, to, to be using search or to be going to the websites for the stocks that are in their portfolio and constantly checking. Um uh, and, and it frankly it makes the institution have a uh, a better shot, uh I'm talking about the, the few institutions that might be left by the time this uh this thing airs because we know Wall Street's been having a tough time. But uh you know the the, the large pension funds, let's say TIA crafts or CalPers, they have the wherewithal to certainly uh, install a spidering mechanism that goes to all the sites in which they have um, stocks and get real-time information off those sites. Uh, does my mother in Sarasota, Florida, have that same kind of technology? The answer is no. But under the current scenario, she has you know, alerts coming in from, from Yahoo Finance or from, uh, from a search engine or from the site itself, um, and she has all sorts of places that she can find this news. So we just think it's a step backward, and not to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Encourage them using the, uh, the corporate site, but not, um, not get rid of a newswire system that right now is working exceptionally well.
1: Let's talk about, just for a minute, the state of the PR industry. I, uh, I spoke to Keith O'Brien, the editor of PR Week, in Los Angeles last week uh, for this podcast. And uh, I asked him, you know, where the majority of the billings were coming from. You know, why does a client go to a PR agency and engage them? What are they looking for? And uh, he confirmed, you know, my suspicion that, uh, and I think you probably would be yours as well, that most people go to a public relations firm, not for public relations, but for media relations, and to try to garner media coverage. I mean, that seems to be the demand for the service. Would you agree?
2: Well, that's that's an area that um, I have strong feelings about because I think the value of social media and consumer outreach um, is, is not a domain that belongs to advertising or belongs to sales. I think that's every bit as important for public relations as the media outreach. You know, the media is the, the, has been traditionally the influencer that everyone has gone after to try to get their message amplified and given some respect because it's a – a third party that's objective that's making a decision that says, you know, you're you're important. Um, but to answer your question directly, um, I think most people do hire PR firms for traditional media outreach, and, and there are some agencies that are very sophisticated in, and are branching out and using um, other tools um, that go beyond media relations. And that's that's where we are uh, building our business with a whole bunch of tools that. Um, you know, that, that play in that and, and give expertise to these agencies that want to venture outside the, uh, the normal uh, smile and dial and pitch the editor.
1: And, and obviously, you know, you guys have some research about uh, uh, PR Newswire's ability to, to garner media coverage, and I want to talk about that, but before we do, uh, obviously the news media business is, is in tough times. Uh, the advertisers uh, have largely defected, and they're they're advertising against uh, search. They're buying adwords, and they're advertising against consumer generated media. And uh, the newsrooms in this country are becoming increasingly insolvent as a result.
2: They're ghost towns.
1: So, so what I what my question to you is this: I mean, you guys are a big company. You're owned by a, a bigger parent company. You must have some information about um, you know how you see. PR is an industry reinventing itself against clicks instead of clips
2: that's the name of a good name of a book I think we ought to work on that one clips versus clip um, clicks and uh, certainly we are we are viewing that phenomenon we um, we see that the uh, if we hold a traditional media coffee where it's meet the editor and then the next day we hold a web 2.0 event where we're training people on how to Communicate directly to their publics using social media. The social media event is a sellout, uh, and the meet the editor event is more of the traditionalist journalists. Um, you know the people that pitch journalists, the media relations experts. Um, but the impact um, of getting an article in uh, the New York Times or uh, getting it on CNN.com or getting um, you know getting a reporter-written piece in a trade publication. Is still very large, and it will be for the next few years, without a doubt. So that's why we commissioned this study. Um, and uh, actually, the, the, the researcher who was involved in that, Jim Fong, uh, agreed to join us on um, on the call today on uh, on the record online in the event that you wanted to find out, uh, you know, some details about how we went about
1: that research. I do indeed. So, uh, Jim, why don't you just sort of set it up for us?
3: Well, we started in on April 1st, and we ran a study until June 30th, and during that time, on every business day, uh, we, we randomly chose 20 press releases, uh, five per wire service uh, uh, f- across four providers, PR Newswire being one of them, and we randomly chose it using, you know, a lot of science and random number tables and whatsoever, and we, we would choose a, a, a press release, and then we tracked it over two over two weeks to see whether or not it was picked up, and so... Uh, Ultimately, at the end of the, uh, the 90 days, we uh, had a pretty scientific sample of 1,200 press releases randomly chosen and tracked and determined whether or not they were picked up. The goal of the study was, was ultimately to determine whether or not uh, there was a leader in the, in the industry in terms of media pickup and also uh, media frequency. And the results, you know, I can discuss the results uh, if you like.
1: Sure, by all means. Tell, tell us what you found.
3: Okay, what we actually found was, uh, and again, this is very objective, uh, you know, we did not have a relationship with PR Newswire prior to the study, and we found out that, that uh, overall 55% of PR Newswire releases were actually, were picked up, and that compares to 43% uh, across uh, the entire study, and, you know, for the statisticians, uh, that's actually a p-value of 0. 0003. and and again, most statisticians or, or scientists say that any, any p-value less than 0.05 is statistically significant. So this was be- very, very uh, significant. And on another note here, regarding media frequency, yes, yes, you could win the win the battle in terms of pickup, but if it only gets picked up once and distributed once, you know, is that enough? Uh, in our in this case here, we found that uh, when a PR newswire release was picked up. It was, picked, it, was distributed, it was picked up uh, five times on average as compared to 3.8 uh, across the entire study. And again, that was significant at, at P is equal to 0.03, which is still signif- uh, statistically significant. So on both accounts, on both factors, uh, PR Newswire came up ahead.
1: Yeah. so let me ask you a question here. Uh, in terms of, of, of the statistics, um, Dave, you mentioned uh, a release of minutes clearing the wire. PR news at
2: this point. Yeah, sure. During a busy day, that is right.
1: So, so would you say, like, how many news wires, all uh, including all the major wires, how many news, how many news releases are distributed a day?
2: Oh, I don't know what the number is uh, a day. I know that you know. I think year to date, we're looking at you know four hundred thousand releases or something across the major players in the space.
1: Well, so that's so that's a lot of news. So. Um, my question uh jim for you as a statistician is 1200 statistically relevant
3: yes it is it's it's uh 3 uh plus or minus 3% at 95% confidence and you know you can look at look at the same way you would uh, a political poll for example uh a lot of folks will will report uh you know the pre- the presidential race they'll say 1000 likely voters and we know you know the us has got uh you know, hundreds of millions of people into it. You know, you could you can relate it the same way here. But when you draw a random sample, uh, you have a high level of precision at a certain level here. Twelve hundred is actually very, very uh, is a very good uh, sample size in this case.
1: So here's a question, Dave. Better for you. Um, I was uh, in a meeting yesterday with uh, a friend of mine who is a former journalist who's now in public relations, and he wrote uh, a release. He was very proud of for a client. And after it got through legal and after it got through all the different parties that had to bless it, it was neutered. And
2: he... <laughs> now, that's a frustration that we've all experienced.
1: Sure. We all know that. And so, you know, it's, it's really a, an eyebrow raiser to think that more than half, I mean, it's a slim majority, but it's a majority, more than half of the releases that clear the wire get some sort of staff pickup. That's right. what you're saying,
2: right? Yep. That's what we're saying when you use PR Newswire. I think across... The newswire industry—it's a lower number, um, and and with us, um, it's fifty-five percent uh, that actually um, somebody's inspired to write about. And uh, in the case where somebody writes about it, the average pickup is uh, between four and five stories. So um, that's pretty good if you're trying to uh, generate pickup uh, and and a clipbook and get a you know get a, a ne- another staffer for your department or justify your uh, your budget. And then even if you don't get pickup, you're still getting the benefit of getting your full text out there to those uh, 5,000 websites.
1: Now, when you say you're measuring pickups with LexisNexis and Factiva, those are, I mean, LexisNexis and Factiva is, is, is giving you print, right? What else is it giving you? Is it giving you any web-only coverage?
2: Yeah, the, the, uh, the sources in LexisNexis? Yeah, it's interesting because I wasn't as uh, aware of exactly what's in there. I, I knew that print was in there. Uh, turns out there's some uh, some transcripts of some network news in there, and there's also uh, I, I talked to a blogger the other day, B. L. Ackman, who told me that uh, her blog is in there now. So there's there is some online as well.
1: So so some of those pickups could have been a, a blog a blog
3: saying something.
2: Yep. So we didn't. I don't think that you excluded anybody, did you, Jim?
3: In that? It, it was very infrequent. Uh, obviously, uh, the media sources uh, tended, obviously dominated some of the newer media.
1: Jim, tell me about the, uh, the, the methodology behind random selection. Was
3: that computerized? Was it human? How was it done? Well, it was, it was computerized in the fact that we drew a random number table throughout the, uh, for the course of the business day. And from that, we, we said we, uh, Researcher X, we'll have to go in at 914 and, random, and randomly choose uh, a release. And if there were 40 releases th- at that time, the random number uh, table would say, okay, pick the f- fourth one from the top or something to that effect. So, in, in fact, just outside of myself and my assistant, uh, our research assistants didn't know our client was PR Newswire in this case. And so that added another double blind to the to this, uh, this study. So our, our researchers would, would track the releases over the next two or three weeks to see whether they were picked up.
1: So the only other question that sort of stands out as a, in my mind, you know, I've got, what, what, as, as a PR person, if you put out a release that you have the wherewithal to include a ticker symbol in, you get a lot more pickups than if you put out a release from a private company. Um, is there any data on how many of those releases were from public or private companies and whether or not, you know, the, the random selection weighted uh, heavily with public companies for any one wire.
3: Well, we had that data, and uh, as a follow-up, you know, we were going to work with some of the PR Newswire folks to determine whether or not there were any differences by some of those items that you've discussed here. But uh, initially, you know, we did not analyze that uh, for, the, for this, re- this latest uh, report.
1: Dave, I've got to ask you now to be your own critic, and you tell me Looking at this report as a former journalist and as the president of PR Newswire and as an insider who probably knows your competitors as well as they know you, what are you most dubious uh, about and most skeptical about when you look at the results of this uh, study?
2: Well, I mean, I've, I've become an expert on uh, Twitter over the course of the last three days uh, in answering questions about the study uh, and just debunking uh, claims that people have made about it being um, a stacked Deck and I can say that, that it wasn't. I mean, um, you know, Jim Fong actually uh, never used PR Newswire. His, his firm, Diagnostics Plus, used uh, PR Web. I think before we uh, uh, we found them and uh, asked them if they would consider um, looking at this um, looking at this as a uh, data uh, study, a research study. Um, I mean, we we for years have had a hypothesis that we had better pickup, um, and it helps that we have Microsoft and g m and we have uh, Apple and uh, TiVo and Sirius Radio, and you know lots of great companies using us that um, a reporter can't afford to miss the story you know because it, it it's they're the biggest uh, brands, so that has to help the smaller brands and the ones that don't have ticker symbols in their stories because the feed is getting looked at so um, and then there's no way to filter that out, but we didn't we didn't tell Jim. pick only the stories that were of the better brands. Uh, We just said, we want you to figure out which wire generates more media pickup uh, versus these, you know, of these four wires and go ahead and figure out how to do it in a way that stands up scientifically.
1: And then, and then Dave, why the, why, why not, why wasn't PR web included?
2: Yeah, we didn't include PR web in this because it's mostly a B2C service. I mean, they don't, they don't have much of a media distribution, and uh, they just don't factor into media hiccup. I mean, they, they, they tout themselves as an SEO play. So, frankly, we did them a favor. If we had included them, they would have been below the, the, the lowest line, which is um, uh, Globe Newswire, Prime Newswire.
1: In terms of, uh, of uh, the PR web, are they buy, aren't they buying extended distribution through PR Newswire?
2: Now, we, we do have a relationship with Volcus, the parent company of PRWeb, uh, where uh, the they built really good software that we use for our Media Atlas media database product. So we have all of our media data, and we, we host it through software that they uh, that they uh, created. Uh, but we don't actually have a distribution deal with them. They did a deal directly with the Associated Press, where they're buying a small AP network for customers who want to buy up to that. But it, it's it's... You know, nowhere near the size of the distribution circuits that a PR Newswire or a Business
1: Wire would have. Dave Arman, President of PR Newswire, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Eric, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for the interest and look forward to being a guest uh, the next time we have another big piece of news.